From the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. I have seen many sharp young people be overlooked because of their geographic location. Shanika Williams is pushing back on a New York Times story that depicted rural schools as mismanaged and failing. The Michigan State University educator worries a rush for change could make matters worse. And if a policymaker reads that, then that person is probably going to be for more district consolidation where communities get decimated. Williams co-authored a rebuttal to the Times story with Mara Casey Teakin, Associate Professor of Education at Maine's Bates College. The headline was the tragedy of rural schools. And this is not a school tragedy. This is a policymaking tragedy. This is a resource tragedy. Rural students graduate high school at rates higher than the national average and outperform non-rural students on national tests, including math and reading. In the Black Belt of Alabama, Uniontown finally has money to fix its crumbling wastewater system. But many of the small town's predominantly black residents say they've been left out of crucial decisions and worry funded projects won't see the light of day. The public hearing to get the ideas and get the concerns of the people, it never happened. County Commissioner Ben Eaton says sewer systems have been out of compliance for decades, not unusual in communities with high levels of poverty and a low tax base. Coast to coast, the pandemic sent farmers reeling. Corn prices dropped drastically. That's farmer Ethan Whiteside in Queenstown, Maryland. But it was no different in Iowa, where the state's Farm Bureau has been scrutinized for piling up cash while farmers scraped by. The Midwest Center for Investigative Reporting found the nonprofit's revenues climbed nearly 200 percent the past decade, more than any other farm bureau, even while many growers struggled. That includes cattle ranchers, who say they can't stay competitive because four U.S. companies purchase and process roughly 80 percent of America's beef. I think there is a potential that they'll be forced to sell off some plants because they have just a little bit too much control. Mark Watney with the North Dakota Farmers Union is promoting the Fairness for Farmers campaign, arguing the federal government needs to address consolidation in the beef industry. October festivals abound, but there's nothing to match the one in Banner Elk, North Carolina. They're off, they're off, they're running! The Woolly Worm Festival features fuzzy caterpillars who are said to predict the severity of winter's first 13 weeks. Let me tell you about this worm that just won. A small speck of snow the first week, a little bit the third week. Some 20,000 people will worm their way to this month's 44th annual festival. For the Yonder Report and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.